John is technically speaking a better housewife than 90% of women. Can you hear me, Major John? Okay, well, uh, Bustard says hi. Shut the fuck up, Bustard. We got Jack to crack. Yeah, hey kid, you want some free 40k? I ate a vegetal. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Little Wars. Coming at you right at the speed of Spurg. I am Mongoose Kikimura, also known as MK Ultra from Half-Life 2 City 17. With me, as always, is my reliable and wonderful co-host, Jack Karanet. How you doing, buddy? Still alive? Still alive. Still kicking. Still cracking. Yeah, might. Yep. Guys would think we were dead, but in fact, we are not. We are still making content albeit at an irregular pace, and joining us uh, to remind us how shit we are at keeping to any sort of schedule is John Insomnolent. How you doing, John? I'd like to thank you all for keeping City 17 a safe and productive work environment <laughs> where we're all able to do our best. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Yep. And this is John. Yes. And to begin things off, I have to uh, issue a general command as the leader of the Monster Girl Chiwanyu armed faction uh, that we are issuing a declaration of jihad against the fat fags and a general fatwa against fat faggotry. Well, fatwa is real close to fag or fat. Actually, holy shit. Fatwa has fat in it. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a fat fag this fatwa. Is, this is the deep lore people. Fat fat wall. <laughs> what? So okay, so we're back after like months of no episodes. And you just come out swinging. <laughs> yes, we're we okay. will we will force these women on diets. There will be no feederism. There will be no deviantart bullshit. Oh, you're this is like post bullshit. Yeah. So I miss I okay. So this is the Fediverse nonsense. Uh, Jack, I there's some guy that was like really obnoxious to me in the replies one time, so I blocked him. Turns out he hosts a weekly fat girl picture thread where he just uploads obese women that he has a fetish for. Why? Why would he do this? Because this, he has a fetish seems, for them. This seems like a like a cell phone. It, yeah, <laughs> for those of us who aren't him, yes, it is. We are going to chase the chubby chasers out of reality. <laughs> What does that even mean? <laughs> it's a fed post, John. It's, it's, it's not supposed to make <laughs> it's sense. It's a sci-fi fed post. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, whatever. We must, yeah, ban we must banish them to the shadow realm. Right. See, my, my aggressive racism means I didn't know it was a thing. Jack's aloof uh, indifference meant he didn't know it was a thing. You're the only one who's like shoving your face in the <laughs> shit and being like, why does my nose smell? I'm not shoving my face in the shit. The shit has been shoved in my face. No. And I'm saying no more. The, the guns have been shoved into his face. The armed monster girl Chuanyu faction has joined with the TND faction, and we will continue our war and total jihad of resistance uh, until the, the future is secured for... Uh, okay, all right. Whatever. What are you saying, Jack? <laughs> Oh, I, I, I said, I said, he's not shoving his face into shit. He's shoving it into guns. That's what it. Oh God, that's probably just a smelly. This is awful. It's just okay. Fucking terrible. All I'm, I'm... saying is the only <laughs> girl that's above 200 pounds that I want to mess around with is a Lamia, or a Centaur, okay. or a particularly <laughs> large Arachne, 
or a mermaid or a, I mean, I could go on, but you get the point. Well, this is just because they have large muscle fibers. Yeah, why use weight? Uh, just non-obese. Just say it's non-obese. Bam, there we go. Yeah, they're, they're non-obese. Okay, well, to turn this into something actually productive, this is a great opportunity to encourage everybody. You all should be working out right about now. Uh, we're all here at the Little Wars uh, uh, bunker, fat, fat fatwa bunker. We're all uh, exercising and uh, working out and having a great time of it. I thought we called this a compound. No, it's the diet pillbox. If we say compound, how long until someone says compound? That's a good point. Okay, yeah, was, sorry. Let me I check the timer. Bunker. It was eight seconds. Yeah, it was eight seconds, and I said it just now. So let's never call it that again. Oh, damn, damn. <laughs> I like, I like compound though. It's it. <laughs> anyway, look, I I think the diet pillbox is an appropriate headquarters for us. No, I see that, but we don't believe in diet pills. You should it's, be working out pun. the proper way and eating proper. I know it's a okay. Regardless, uh, yeah, this is uh, it's summertime. You should be uh, getting plenty of exercise and working out. All three of us have been doing it, and uh, we recommend all of our fans do it because you know what? We do a hobby here uh, sometimes that is known apparently for just fat people doing it. Yes. And uh, so break through that glass ceiling. Yes, yeah, sun and steel, everybody. Sun and steel. Yeah, there you go. I'm not saying you have to sun your testicles outside, but if you want no, to, you, you know. No, you really shouldn't. You should be cooling your balls. Yeah, we've gone over this. Yeah. All true Aryans are trying to achieve maximum ball coolness. Well, this is right. why you get the liquid nitrogen cooler, you know, <laughs> as you're as you're. So you're outside yeah. in the sun. Now this is hyperborean. <laughs> yes, this is incredibly hyperborean. Yeah. You create create a liquid nitrogen chamber to yeah. outdoors freeze dry your balls. Exactly. <laughs> okay, not. Not what I was going for with the fitness posting, but yeah, sure, we'll do that. <laughs> I mean, it, that that's a lot of weight you got to move to to build that liquid yeah. nitrogen freeze dry chamber. So right, right, <laughs> it's like a hyperbaric chamber just for the temperature of your nuts. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. Now it's a compound for real. Let's get away from this. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, that's your okay. That's your fatwa. Okay. Well, speaking of things that we saw in posts that uh, jogged conversation topics. I saw an interesting post today that was about uh, the Indo-Aryan caste systems, I guess, or just in general, like old European caste systems, Germanic castes. And I thought it was an interesting topic because of it kind of relates to a little bit the Jungian archetypes, not strictly Jungian, but archetypes in general, as well as the idea of like a Hegelian synthesis. And I was curious of what you guys thought of something that I like kind of this idea that came to my mind about Jesus Christ. Okay. So, to present the idea, um, the whole like Indo Aryan or like ancient European caste system thing had the idea of the priest class at the top, and then you had the warrior class, and then you had the laborer class, and then potentially underneath that you had the uh, un undesirables or like the unclean caste. And at some points, you know, they introduced other ideas like the whole. Uh, you know, potentially the warrior king or the priest king or the philosopher yeah, was, king. You had all these other... I was about to say, yeah. I thought there were aristocrats above priests. Like Philosophers a... were usually priest class. Yeah. Right. So you had... Well, that's the idea. So it morphed into, as, as societies became more complex, they needed, you know, concrete rulers. So you had either the priest king, who was the direct go-between between God and man, you know, which mm -hmm. is kind of like, you can still see that in the papacy still today. And uh, but then you also had like the warrior king, the conqueror, the Genghis Khans, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then you had the philosopher king, which, yeah, is kind of priestly, kind of warrior, kind of in between. But what I thought was interesting was that it kind of occurred to me 
that Jesus Christ himself is basically the synthesis of all of those casts. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to apply my heuristic. And my heuristic is that whenever someone starts talking about, like, quote unquote, the Indo-Aryan caste system or whatever, they're trying to conflate Europeans with Indians and either gain access to white women as a swarthoid Pajit or they're an <laughs> autistic retard. Generally, that's true, but you can always tell because they're doing those things. And the post that I saw today was not doing those things. It was talking about actual history of the peoples involved. Yes. So it's pretty it's pretty easy as easy to tell them apart, I think. And uh, this guy wasn't. But no, what interested me was that uh, as I got to thinking about all of those things, you've got the priest cast that like goes is the go between between God and man. That's you know obviously Jesus right there. That's his intent. That was his his whole purpose was to be that go between, um, you know, between God and man. Um, then you've got the uh, the king, you know, the ruler aspect or archetype. And, you know, obviously Jesus is the ruler of the earth, you know, ruler of heaven and earth. You've got the warrior. Jesus came with the fiery sword, you know, and I mean, especially in Revelations, you see that. But also just he came to bring a sword, not peace. You know, he is a, a warrior in his own right against Satan and the forces of evil. Uh, you've got the laborer, like a lot of this, the miracles he performed were things like healing people. Uh, you, you know, yeah, he was a, he was a carpenter too, right? Yeah, he was a carpenter, absolutely. He also turned water into wine, and he he created food for the masses. He was he did fishing with the boys. He was out with the boys fishing. Fish fear him, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, and then on top of that, he was even in the undesirables category because he was touching lepers. Yeah, and you know he was like working with pigs despite them being unkosher, and he got whipped to the point of being absolutely bloody and died and went down to hell. You know, and then came back from it. So, like, if you if you really think about it, Jesus Christ delved into all five casts and in a, just an incredible synthesis of them. Well, and and, and he's he's also the sacrifice too, right? Because because in in older religions, uh, and and in in, in fact, still in mo in many modern religions, you have you have what what needs to be a sacrifice, right? It's it's like a it's like a bull or an ox or even a human being, and and you know, when, when Christianity started to penetrate Europe, uh, one of the things that the priests pointed out was that Jesus Christ has already sacrificed himself. So you, you know, you just need to partake in his blood and his flesh and you don't need to, you know, burn people alive and wicker. Uh, yeah. Know, but you still see like a little bit of lingering of that in things like Lent where you give yeah. up yeah, you know, actual things. And that's, but that's a reference but, to his sacrifice. Yeah. But, but, I, like I, a reverence I, but I think it's also a far more mature, uh, way to do it right because mm -hmm. you know because because sacrificing if, if if you think about it it's like it's like okay i'm exchanging something with a divine being in order to get benefits right like like Either that or i'm proving my fealty which you right. know, is a big thing in yeah. old societies yeah so yeah. so so i think I, I i think i think he was a revolutionary in many regards and that that was one of it so Ah, you mean the revolutionary Jewish spirit of Jesus Christ? No, no, that's not. <laughs> not, that's not Jesus what? Christ was actually the Logos. Yeah, okay. All Logos. Right, all right. Oh my God. Well, I just, I just thought that was interesting because it's a, it's a very, it's, it's. I hadn't thought about that before, but it's a great way to kind of unify the mentality of the old. Like, it's another way of showing that Jesus didn't come to like throw away the ways of the old. Right. He came to fulfill them in a way because he embodied all of those casts into one person. Jesus Christ was truly a Hegel moment. <laughs> that's not the sh that's not the show title. I am not putting that. Jesus in the Christ title. was a Hegel moment. No, <laughs> the New Testament is a Hegelian work. Oh God, no! Big, <laughs> that's awful. Big Hegel moment. Je yeah. Jesus Christ was the world's first Hegelian. Oh wow! All it, right. Just like how Plato was the world's first Protestant. 
Protestant? No, that doesn't yeah, Plato, work. Plato Plato invented Lutheranism two thousand years before Christianity even was a thing. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I do, I, I do like, I, I, I do, I do like this uh, mode of thought. I, I'll, I'll have to think about it on it some more. Yeah, it just came to me today, so it's still very, very raw and fresh. But it was just interesting to me this idea of Jesus as the uh, manifestation or like the culmination of these modes of civilization, rather than a complete overthrow that it's often portrayed as. You know, you know who would actually be really good to talk to this about? Who? Our good friend of the show, Doctor Sex Esquire, PhD, attorney at law. Okay. Is that your lawyer? Uh, no, he's actually my my doctor. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, <laughs> we went from one fake profession to another? Yeah. All right. Yeah. He's both. He's both a okay. doctor, a lawyer, dentist, and <laughs> certified electrician. You're talking and about he's forklift certified. You're talking about, well, he probably is that. You're talking about the guy who does the critical hole bits for us, right? Uh, yes, yes. He, 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 <laughs> yeah, okay. He's a certified electrician forklift certified and and he's a doctor and a lawyer all right and a dentist okay enough and all right enough and he We're does an entire he's bit. also a ship captain he, he okay. does he does hvac on the side and he can he can perform marriages in american samoa as well <laughs> but can he lift up an object heavier than 10 pounds uh no, no that is the no. one okay. thing this man can't do that, that's why he's forklift certified <laughs> Oh, okay. He needs the forklift to pick up the gallon of milk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Now you guys know the Doctor Sex deep lore. <laughs> He's either gonna love this or hate you. Well, this. I mean, this is why he would prefer to have ferrets instead of cats. Uh, he says it's because right. he's allergic to them, but the reality is he can actually pick up a ferret. He can't pick up a cat. <laughs> a fat cat is too heavy. Uh, a normal cat's too heavy. <laughs> this is why you need to work out, folks. <laughs> you you need to work out so you don't get banced by your buddies on a on a yes. uh, autism podcast. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of autism podcast, why don't we talk about what we did this week in in uh, traditional gaming? I did a lot of things uh, yeah. recently. Go ahead. I played a lot of Flames of War recently. Uh, recently went to a tournament, lost a lot. I oh yeah, a you played list. Germans and they weren't they weren't like the most they weren't an, it was a very bad list and uh, I wasn't really adequately able to deal with anything that I was fighting so I lost. <laughs> Oof. I had some mobile anti tank but not enough. I had some infantry but not enough. I had some static artillery but not enough. I didn't specialize in anything enough. You take a general list and that's what you get, you know sometime it was stretched way too thin yeah yeah did you have fun though losing or was it kind of frustrating it, it's always frustrating when you lose over and over and over again you don't even kill any enemy units so oh god yeah. none i killed one unit but it, the way flames oh. of war works you get score points based on the amount of units you kill as as a um as a loser you don't start rat you always get a pity point so you don't <laughs> actually get any of uh, additional points until you kill two enemy units Oh my god, that's brutal. So you got ones all the way across the board? Yes. Oh. Okay. Wow. Ouch. Depressing. Oof. Yeah, sorry that happened. Uh, That's got to feel even worse because they're like guys that you painted and put together and everything. Yes. It's okay, I'm actually painting up an entire new German army that's going to be way worse than the one I fielded, but it's going to be a theme army, which means I will at least win maybe... Uh, perfect. 
uh, paint scores. <laughs> paint scores. Okay, yeah, that's that's something, I guess. Hopefully well, that's that's the goal of the army. army. The goal of the army isn't to win. I'm not going to be running like a medalist because the German Just to have as many swastikas as you can on the battlefield. Un unfortunately, you can't do that in late war because they didn't put swastikas on things in late war. Only in mid war. Oh. Oh. That's why mm. the the optimal list in flames is actually, uh, it's the mid war pan mixed mixed Panzer Company flat gray Eastern Front. And then you put air recognition flags on literally every tank, and the air recognition flag was a swastika. <laughs> or right. you do North Africa, where they would actually literally paint the flag on the on the turret of the tank. So then mm -hmm. you just use swastika decals on every single tank. Yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, we've seen pictures of your uh, army coming along. Uh, it's it's looking really good. You oh, got yeah. a lot of uh, I, I, yeah. a lot of details on there. I thought it was very detailed. Miles was had some uh, criticisms I couldn't tell. Miles had a critique on a Panzer III I did. I, he he doesn't think my highlighting was good enough on some rivets. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's okay. Miles is not a historical wargamer. He doesn't understand the constraints of... Well, I think it was more artistic than historical accuracy, wasn't it? Kind of. You, you have to blend the two, especially at 15 millimeters. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah, shade, the... uh, everything's brighter than it has to be because it has to stand out and it captures light. Uh, it, there's a lower amount of light. So a model, for example, if I painted something with the exact shades, it would look darker than it actually is supposed to. So I have to do everything up like a couple shades brighter than it's supposed to be. And also painting three-tone German camouflage, uh, sucks balls. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, it's annoying. Well, well, you did, you did a really good job at the, on the, uh, the, uh, the wet, um, uh, like you know c combining the the camouflage colors in a uh, in a wet brush it was it was it was pretty good actually and that's and, and i that's... didn't use a wet brush actually you know what i did what did you do i cheated i used a filter oh so you can buy uh it's mig filter for t filter tan for tritonal camo and it's basically uh, a kind of it's an enamel wash that goes over tritonal camo like that and it basically blends the colors together for you so if you're using a brush and you're retarded like me you don't have to uh do a lot of wet blending which can take an extraordinary amount of time <laughs> well i i mean it's it it's important though that when you're if you whatever uh technique you use that that you kind of get a like an impressionist type type deal because they are that they are like what 15 millimeters or whatever they're really tiny so you want to make make sure that they look like they're in camo and they're not like you know one color doesn't go over the other one too much you know what i mean yes now the the issue i'm, I'm painting german camo a lot of camo uniforms in my uh on my infantry and that's a, that's an entirely different can of worms. There you have to use sepia wash on the camos components, and then you have to do black pin washing on everything else. A lot of people say you use sepia for the skin. I don't. I I use I like I like to get a very pale look on my models for the skin because I think it looks better. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I I do a black pin wash. I, I use I think the exact shade I use is I use a Vallejo. Medium flesh tone is my base. Then I pin wash it with black wash, and then I go over it with bone white from Vallejo's game color line, which is like an off 
tan ivory, so it's very close. Just to, to make your guys as pale and Aryan as possible. Yeah, basically. Well, well you, you, <laughs> you you put the bone white over like the cheeks and the and the places where the sun would catch the skin, right? Uh, at fifteen mil, you basically just do a semi wet dry brush across the face and the yeah. hands and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But but if you're if you're painting something with like cheekbones or whatever, that's kind of what you want to do. Is you want to like, yes, at, like when you're when you're doing it, like a heroic scale like forty k or bolt action scale guy you you catch the nose the cheeks his jawline parts of his forehead and then you leave the recesses and then if you're a really really good painter you can do his eyeballs <laughs> oh boy yeah i don't right. i don't think i've ever been able to do eyeballs but yeah, yeah that's kind of the final boss of doing faces at that scale <laughs> fortunately no one literally no one does uh faces at uh 15 yeah, so. yeah, that'd be too tiny. Way too tiny. Yeah. Uh, I also did some custom stowage for my tank. Normally when I do a lot of stowage, I toss on, like I, I cut up a piece of toilet paper and um, just saturate it with PVA glue and then shape it over stuff and then paint it as like a canvas tarp. Uh, decided not to do that this time. I got some jeweling wire for beads, so it's just cheap wire, and I coiled it up to make little cables I, I i guess their cables are barbed wire depending on how you look at them so that worked really well made some foliage put it on there got a really nice panzer three well that's finally yeah. getting the hang of that tritonal camo that german tanks use because that has been an issue for me for ages it's probably the hardest uh i would say it's one of the hardest things to do well because it's a semi-soft edge very irregular pattern uh, that, that would be painted on by hand with rags, so you end up with this very weird-looking blob shape. It's non-standard. And yeah. you, you, it, it, you just have to make it look good, more so than getting it accurate, because there's not really a good standard for colors or for uh, shape. So it's more about getting it to look good, and there are, it's way easier to mess up than it is to get to look good. Mm -hmm. Well, it looks good to me. But, uh, you know, what do I know? <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought I thought they looked I thought they looked excellent. Yes. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Other than uh, painting in Flames of War, we've also been playing in Bustard Colonel Bustard's uh, new Star Wars game. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Why are you guys playing Soy Wars? Because Bustard's doing it ironically, and it's fun. Oh yes, yes it is. We're we're working for Moff Brand. Uh, well, I don't know how ironic. As we always say, uh, irony isn't, or what? No, what's our? What was it? We always say, <laughs> yeah, irony isn't, and yeah, Buster okay. unironically is a Star Wars enjoyer. But the rest he's of been, us, he's been listening to audiobooks, all of the audiobooks of the old Star Wars extended universe, even the Yuzhan Vong shit that I told him was garbage. He's like, I've been listening to it and it's terrible. I think I'll keep listening <laughs> too, to it more. I'm too deep. I gotta yeah, yeah. He's like, I think I'll keep going. And I'm like, stop. Why are you doing this to yourself? And he keeps saying like, I need to feel pain to know I'm alive. Okay. Well, there you go. You get it. But yep. uh, yeah, so he's been, <laughs> he, we, it started with us listening to the Grand Emma Thrawn series, which is still enjoyable. I still quite like it. Um, 
That that one was interesting too because it really like contrasted sharply with the new Disney Star Wars movies because all of the original characters from the like the you know the original three movies it portrays them as growing up as uh, Han and Leia being married as them having children together of Luke going on to like face the next generation of like raising the next generation of Jedi you know like all of this stuff is is portraying them moving on and becoming real people and adults and then Disney just like bought it and turned them into these weird you know, fucked up loner, divorcee, hermit retards, you know, <laughs> that, that, that was like completely bizarre. But, uh, so we started listening to Thrall, the, uh, Grand Animal Thrawn trilogy. We enjoyed that. And, uh, yeah, Buster decided to run the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars role-playing game for us again. Uh, that's the one we did with Jack a long while back. Yes. And, uh, this is the first time with all three of us as players in a role-playing game. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, this is the first time we've all been on the player side huh. in a role-playing game together. That's neat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Mongoose, I, I, any, I, any thoughts, Mongoose? <laughs> it, is, it is pretty neat. It's fun watching. Let me check post. What big, what, big titty <laughs> anime girls, what big titty Boy. anime girls are you posting? Yeah, of course. All right. I found it. Yeah. Found <laughs> Would it. you just pay attention to the recording, you idiot? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> You can tell when he goes silent, he's posting. God damn it, Mongoose. I'm at my computer. I am going to post a big titty anime woman <laughs> you, no matter what I'm you doing. You fucking Zoomer, stop. It's called being based. You wouldn't understand, John. <laughs> oh my God. All right, anyway. No, anyway, it, it is fun to watch Jack roleplay, which is something I haven't been able to do very much. He has a very interesting style, let's put it. <laughs> He's he's he's, he's 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 funny, but not in the way Bustard is. Bustard Bustard tries very 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 hard to be funny. Oh. Oh. I mean that's okay. that's not a bad thing, but Bustard is a professional <laughs> at being funny, and he does he post a lot of funny stuff and does do a lot of funny mm -hmm. stuff. He may even also have a lot of really bad puns that I hate. Yeah, okay. Honestly, uh -huh. I, I I both like and hate the Bustard Star Wars game. I'm like, <laughs> wow, I'm excited for the Bustard Star. Oh wait, I have to play in the Bustard Star. Oh wow, I'm excited. Oh wait, I have to. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't like uh, you didn't like banking clan member Orb Pondor. Uh, no, I didn't like that. I don't like the fact that we're working for Moth Brandon. Moth Brandon, yeah, Brandon. Brandon. I, like that. I, I like that personally. We're uh, the the leader, the, the captain of our star destroyer is Captain Krabs. Yes. Yeah. No. I the, no. And and Bustard switched between an, a SpongeBob reference voice and a an proper Anglo officer voice. Yeah, no, that's the other thing is Bustard can't do like uh, he he can't do a bit straight. Like he'll 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 fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, I know he does switch. Yes, and the first session we went into the uh, we went to Naboo and went down to Gungans, and he just played as Gungans, annoying us for the entire <laughs> session, and then complained that his voice had strain. It's like, bro, <laughs> yeah. it's it's like it's like niggas go to go to fucking uh, what's it what's it, Subway and complain about the sandwich. It's like, bitch, you made the sandwich, like. Bro, you you had to you you made that choice. You you consciously yeah, decided. No, he was, he, I am he going to afterwards pretend to be Jar Jar Binks for three hours. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and he commented afterwards that he really played himself on that one. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Damn, it's almost like retarded bits don't pay. <laughs> I what are you talking about? He had some great moments, like the collected works of Jar Jar Binks entitled Misa Struggle. Yeah. I, I see. I just I hate that. I hate the entire like oh, Jar Jar Binks. That cracked me up. I, I, that was so good. That was hilarious. I don't know what, you, the, what your problem the is. The Gungan revolutionary spirit. 
He had he typed up an entire speech about how like Jar Jar's entire motivational message to the masses was just do your best. If you so do your best, then you so are gonna succeed big time. <laughs> it was just he typed up an entire speech ahead of time yeah. and then read it off to us in the voice this chat is, this in is, the Jar Jar. Voice. This is why Buster is a professional. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. A, he is a professional retard. I will give him yeah. that. He, he has. <sighs> oh, it's it's fantastic. Jack is playing as Inquisitor Jack, dude. Because and the reason why his the reason why his character is named Jack, dude, was because Jack was busy and he didn't have time to make the character himself. So I made up a template character with my suggestions on what to do. Named it Jack, dude. Sent it to him to finalize the changes, and he submitted it almost exactly like I had it, including I chose, keeping I, the. I chose some force powers. Stuff yeah, you chose some additional things, but you left his name yeah, as Jack Dude. That's true. So Buster declared it was canon. So he's now Inquisitor Jack Dude. <laughs> it's true. It's true, Mr. Dude. Buster also keeps getting the words pod racer and podcast confused. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was gonna that was that was our, that was the uh the session that we did last time or last uh night that you missed, Jack. Oh, no. We uh, we so we went to go investigate this banking clan that had Oh this... yeah, no, Buster's like, hey guys, make some door kickers. Right, make some dudes that'll fuck people up, like kill people and stuff. We're all make combat characters, and Buster's like, "Okay, I now need you to do a, a complex diplomatic spy shadow run type scenario." <laughs> yeah, we had to go investigate this banking clan member that was, uh, <laughs> the one behind the uh, the Empire's four hundred one k's, because those were because those were in danger. So we had to go investigate what was going on uh, from that, and it turns out that there was a group of Mandalorians that were like threatening him to uh, to just mess up the Empire's finances with bombs planted around a pod racing track. And Buster repeatedly just kept saying, so the podcasting pilots are over here, <laughs> and the podcasting where <laughs> mechanics are over here. And <laughs> the entire night, I don't think he said pod racing without saying podcasting first. <laughs> Not even once. It was nope. so funny. Did he, did he at any point mention that this is podcasting? No, no, we actually no, there, there didn't get to an see. actual pod race. Oh. Yeah, we we chased him down in a in a speeder and uh, crashed it into the garage. Jumped out and just started shooting everybody. Buster did say we wouldn't be doing anything with Tatooine, but I don't trust him. <laughs> no, he said if we no, that's not what he said. He said if we go to Tatooine, it'll be to kill everyone there. See, I, I don't I don't trust him. I think he's going to combine Jar Jar Binks and Tatooine. <laughs> okay, well. Regardless, uh, I, I had a blast. I've been enjoying the hell out of it. Um, Mongoose's character is a uh, redneck uh, redneck doctor slash hunter sniper. He's yes. very enjoyable. Very yes. enjoyable. He's, he's basically character. the same character in my D&D campaign, except... No, not no. at all. Okay. Not really. No. <laughs> no, no. This, is, this guy's just an actual just redneck yep. who idolizes the famous pod racer Dak Earnhardt. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that was a bit of the actual I mean, pod racing wasn't the same after they banned it after Dak Earnhardt died. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so, oh, the, the important bit about, uh, bit about Inquisitor Jack Dude is that uh, he is a perpetually hungover Sith who is not really evil. He just wants everyone to shut up because he's hungover. Yeah. So he kills people to make them quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I, I I think to to introduce my character, I had him uh, I had him enter the room with the with the uh, with the Williams music playing dun dun dun, and yes. and uh, when I removed my hood, I had uh, uh, sunglasses on. Sunglasses, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was I was telling everybody that I need my coffee first before. Right. <laughs> yes, it was very. It's very funny, and I, I also I also have a uh, uh, a component on my lightsaber, a, a hidden a hidden uh, uh, area <laughs> that has a flask in it. So so yes, I always for, have I always have a little liquor. yeah for liquor for so so I always have a little little pick me up if I need one <laughs> out of my lightsaber. It's a very amusing game, as you could tell. We're not really taking it that seriously, no. but we're having a good time. No, it's great. It's great fun. It, it's Although a- it is hilarious to me. Having uh, Bustard rediscover all of the problems that I noticed with the Fantasy Flight game system last time you ran it, Jack. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like the issue of like grenades don't technically explode unless you roll like three advantage. Yes. So it's like this absurd thing where like a grenade will do damage still, but it doesn't do the blast portion of the damage. So it just blows up really localized on one person if, it, if you don't get enough advantage. And just like other weird stuff like that, like critical injuries being entirely unrelated to whatever actually causes them. <laughs> yeah, just, un- yeah, unlike say unlike what the, you will uh, about the Warhammer 40k charts. Yeah, I was, I was, it I was about ethos. to say, yes. yeah, yeah, because because then at least you know, like, oh, I hit your arm, roll, roll on the arm table, right? Right, and with the with the specific uh, damage type too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I'm doing with my game that I've been working on. And uh, they did it with their... This is Fantasy Flight Games made the Star Wars version. I don't know why they they didn't do it like they did in the Only War role-playing game. Like, why... why it's very weird to me that they they, they like forgot or just left behind this bit of great, uh, great game design that they had. I don't know why they did that. I... I, I think it's because... Uh... Like everything else, role-playing game design is going down the shitter. I wonder if it was to try to uh, emulate the Star Wars feel more, because 40K yeah. is more grim and, and bloody, and and Star Wars kind of isn't, really. Yeah, I was I was about to say, but but then again, uh, in, in the very... The generic one. The generic one also has the same and, critical table. And, so. and the first, like, half of the first movie, uh, Obi-Wan cuts a guy's arm off, and you see the arm, like, bloody on the ground. It's like... It's like it's like Star Wars could have gone into kind of this like like grittier direction, but but for well, whatever to be fair, reason, there is there is like um, horrific injury maimed. Uh, uh, critical role one hundred one to one hundred five maimed. One of the target's limbs is permanently lost. Right. So I mean, they've got that on the critical table there. It's just the problem is it doesn't tell you at all. Like like it has no relation to what causes it. So you could get hit with a hammer, lose your arm, <laughs> like. It's just, or That's you know, a like pretty I don't know. powerful hammer blow, right? Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of odd. It's possible, it's un, unattached. Doesn't make any sense. It, I guess technically it could like crush the bones right at the elbow, and you have to right, amputate like, the whole thing. I don't know. Suppose suppose you get. I mean, it would basically be you're up against something. The 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 oh jeez, what am I thinking? So you're up against something, and then the. Uh, the hammer hits you and it just basically pulverizes everything that it hits, essentially severing it. 
Yeah, that's that would be how you'd have to describe that, but, I guess. But, you'd uh, have to be hitting it with like a forceful like five to ten tons or something crazy like especially that. Especially for especially it's like th there's no option for like setting it back in place or bracing it or anything like that. It's just gone. Yeah, which is yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, John. Like like you know, f f kind of inexplicably inexplicably like these companies just like remove actually really good game design for no apparent reason other other than the fact that it's going to save uh you know save paper or it might make people look at this and say oh well that's not star wars you know i guess i mean they, they could have done at least like three different tables for different uh weapon damage types mm -hmm. that wouldn't have been like you know that that would have at least kept some narrative because I think what you got a critical injury and it was like you got blasted in the gut with a bolt or the a laser <laughs> yeah. blaster blaster yeah and the result was like uh, I got, knocked prone I got no I, I got knocked over right, right. I, I got I got the wind uh, you know punched out knocked of me. out bolt bowled over was the result you got yeah. and knocked prone and it's like <laughs> it's, uh, it's like that blaster shot knocked over i guess you could say it flips them but you'd think you'd think a blaster shot strong enough to knock you over would do a, something a little more than that even you think I, you, you know, would you assume know? that I, if it was strong enough to knock you over it would just kill you yeah i, I mean it's if you get hit with a bullet system. that's strong enough to knock you over you're fucking dead yeah i know it's a very bizarre system i don't i'm not a big fan of it yeah. but it's whatever I, I, we're still having fun on, the game. honestly the warhammer 40k Addition one dark heresy critical wound tables are the best critical wound tables ever for for immersion purposes. Uh, not not generally, but they they do a lot to convey the setting through mechanics in a way that not many games even come close to. Well, because I, I I mean Star Wars isn't a blood and guts game, but getting losing a hand isn't outside the possibility for Star Wars. You could get maimed in some way lose an eye or something all that's all that's within the realm of possibility mm -hmm. yeah so i don't see why necessarily you have to what's the word you, you have to like have this really bad i mean i i don't think the reason for it is to to remove the gruesome gut stuff because if you look in the uh in the either edge of the empire or the age of rebellion if you look down lower on the uh on the critical injuries table, there's some terrible stuff like gruesome injury, blinded, temporarily lame, horrific injury, maimed, crippled. Like there's a lot of stuff down there that is pretty gruesome. It's just it's unattached from like what body part is being hit or what, uh, you know, which which is fine if they don't want to do body part location, whatever. That's fine. But it's also unattached from like whatever type of damage is doing it to you. So like you get caught in a fire and you're blinded. What did you stare too hard into the fire? I mean, that's that's the thing is I I think uh, and well, OK, I guess let's say you get covered in napalm. I guess it got in your eyes. Yeah, that's the only part of you bothered. <laughs> yeah, you would have bigger issue. I mean, that's why you need like a, a difference between like impact energy yes. and like slashing. Yeah, I guess slashing. that's why that's why I've got in my system. I've got pierce impact. Then I've got fragmentation, which is a combination of the two. It kind of mixes the two. And uh, that, which is, you know, like for explosions and stuff. And then I've got various elementals as well. Elemental types like fire, lightning, ice, uh, poison. Yes. So, yeah, that, I, I agree. And, and the old 40K games did that, uh, which is really nice. Really like that. And, yeah, it's I think that the newer Fantasy Flight games like Genesis and the Star Wars ones were hurt by them simplifying it in a way that just removed some of the 
the interesting stuff. Because when you get injured, it should be interesting. It should be bad. It should be it should be something you have to overcome or deal with or or do something about. You it know, it should be narratively consistent, and you shouldn't rely on the game master for that uh, consistency. Yeah, Bustard's really struggling with uh, interpreting the results. <laughs> he he was getting really upset with it last night about how you have to explain like, well, why did this grenade cause this person to like you know, stumble or whatever, instead of like actually hurting them in a serious way. And he's, it's, it's very clear that he's not, in, not overly enjoying the fancy flight game system. It also requires a lot more, what's the word, finesse and kind of rolling with the punches on the game master's yes. part. Uh, which yeah. It, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where if you're not practiced with it, it can be very difficult, and Buster is for it. not necessarily the most practiced game master, so... Not even just practice. If you're not, like, in the mood and really enjoying that aspect of it, then, yeah, you're probably not going to have a good time. Which, you know, I'm still enjoying it otherwise, but... Whatever. These are lessons I'm learning for my game that I'm working on. Well, that's good. That's good. Yep. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, what have you done lately, Jack? I know we've done your role playing game a bit. Uh, it's been yeah. A couple, been a couple weeks now, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The the party's just been doing a lot of uh, a lot of little stuff, uh, kind of traipsing around, trying to trying to trying to figure out like like what the uh, uh, you know where where to go and uh they i i've kind of gotten them doing i'm i'm kind of getting them to meet a few characters so this is yeah this is this yeah we just met a uh, very interesting drow character last time yes yes and this and this is something because because we're we're playing in forgotten realms and i felt like i felt like most of my players do not know these characters because these characters are actually very well known to uh yeah, i had never heard of Jarlaxle, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, Jarlaxle. Well, and yeah, and yeah, and uh, and I, I think I think some of our listeners are gonna are gonna realize uh, the the, uh, the situations that I'm gonna put you in, but basically, uh, yeah, ba basically these are these are characters that have kind of gotten that have kind of gotten forgotten by a lot of. <laughs> Because it's a forgotten realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, because because a lot of the, you know, I mean, uh, Salvatore wrote that entire fucking horrible, terrible, yes, uh, thing for Dritzdo Erd. Yeah, the Yuzhan Vong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah wait, Dr Salvatore, wrote Salvatore the Uzhan Dong. Uzhan Dong yes. about the, about the a city bong water. about a yeah. city fucking... under underground uh, with bong water. Yeah, right. Yeah, Sal R.A. Salvatore's a faggot. I hate that guy so much. He wrote the fucking Drizz thing that made the Drow these special, like, whatever retards. He also did the goddamn Yuzhan Vong thing we were talking I mean, the, about the earlier. Drow oh, did he? Was that yes. Salvatore? Holy shit, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah, he's Let's the one see, who, okay. I think he killed... What? No, what? Uh, yeah, I'm looking I'm He's looking an author at... of two of them. And he's an, we looked it up the other day. He's he wrote the um, the New Jedi Order Vector Prime, which is about the uh, the fucking Yuzhan Vong invasion. Wow, he's the one who introduced the Yuzhan Vong into Star Wars. Huh. Yes, with Vector well, that, Prime, that makes sense. the yes, New Jedi yeah, Order. He also killed Chewbacca in his story. Oh yeah, a moon fell on him or something, right? I don't fucking know. Uh, based, I don't care because uh, I don't honestly, consider it canon. Because fuck this guy. I don't even care about Chewbacca. I don't killing, like the furry. Killing, uh, killing Chewbacca was based. 
Well, I don't care about the furry, but this guy's a faggot. I don't care. Well, so nothing he wrote is canon. So did he? Write, I thought he wrote for. Didn't he write something for Warhammer 40k too? Did he? Uh, I don't think feel so. Feel like he Ari did. I, he might not have. I. I feel. I have a. I have a feeling in the force. Yes, yeah, so I'm sensing a disturbance in the autism. Uh, I can check. Just keep anyway. Keep on talking. Yeah. Anyway, he wrote the Driz shit. I know about yeah. that. Well, yeah. Well, so so, but but he didn't come up with the with the setting. I'm not exactly sure if he if he introduced the character Dritz, but he didn't come up with the setting. And there are a, a, a ton of different uh, and inter and very interesting characters actually uh, that that do kind of the same thing except better. Like they, they, <laughs> yeah. uh, because, because Drow society is so dysfunctional and insane and weird, you know, that no, he didn't know he didn't anything for Warhammer 40 oh, okay. no, he, no, he was talking about his other autism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that's, that is the issue is that he, his, the whole bit behind Drizzt is he's like the one good one or like even like not as evil one amongst a race of, of non are of evil people basically which is hilarious that now that's like a like a cancel worthy offense of calling a race evil even if you have a, a unique you know exception special but it's so a species like. it's like a sentient sapient species it right. can by its own nature be evil in theory but no, I, again these are the racism. same people that <laughs> think that nothing can be genetically predetermined to be violent like pit bulls for example so well predisposed yeah, I saw a pit bull in a store today. It had soulless eyes. I, I don't know. I, every time I see one of those animals, it's like a demon walking around. Yeah, they are. They're like demons. Yes. I I wonder if you can stop a pit bull attack by just and shouting in the name of Jesus Christ, get out or, or be gone or something. By invoking the you name might be of able to. Yeah. Yeah. I one time stared, uh, shouted down four pit bulls barking at me. That was intense. I don't recommend it. <laughs> What? It was okay. So okay, I was helping. I was helping my boss unload stuff, and their their neighbors were meth heads, uh, and yeah. they had four pit bulls living there over there. I think only two of them were actually theirs, and there's two more that just fucking came out of nowhere, like summoned from hell, I guess. Uh, but we were unloading stuff, and they came over and just surrounded me and started barking at me. And it was funny. I was I was fine because I just started shouting at them back to go away, go get out, go on, go. Just shouting at them angrily. And and my boss is like, uh, "You better be careful. You're gonna get attacked." And I was just so annoyed that they were barking that I just kept getting like more and more agitated and yelling at them. And finally, the one that was like the lead one just like lowered his head and turned around and walked away. And then afterwards, I was like, "You know what? They actually could have attacked me. That was probably pretty dangerous." But at the time, I wasn't thinking about it, so I wasn't scared. So I just kept, you know, escalating it until they walked away. <laughs> Realistically, a pit bull attack is the optimal use case for a snub nose three fifty seven revolver. Actually, funny you mentioned that. My boss killed one of the pit bulls later when it attacked his dog. Based. It, it attacked his based. dog, bit his throat. No, it's not based because he whacked it with the pistol, trying to like like hit it off of his dog and it accidentally went off and shot the dog and killed it that that's <laughs> he managed hilarious. to he managed to negligent discharge kill a pit bull <laughs> in a completely justified manner that is the yes. most that is the most on on brand thing your boss has probably ever yes. done i don't yeah, i don't think it gets any more obviously uh <laughs> obviously yeah. like your boss than that right right knowing knowing my boss as you do yeah <laughs> The only way it could get better is if he stood up, looked looked back at people, and said, 
I learned how to do that when I fought in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He claimed to be a Vietnam vet at the same yes. time, right? Yeah, stolen valor, negligent discharge. I learned how to do that in Vietnam. <laughs> Personally, I think all boomers should just claim to be Vietnam veterans. You know what? It traumatized the whole nation. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. If I was a boomer, I would. It's it's a good flex. It's a good flex. Get 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 your discount at the Waffle Hut or whatever. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Say I wasn't. What, yeah. What are you gonna do? Tell me I wasn't in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, God. I'll show you some Agent Orange right now. I killed so many goddamn zipper heads back in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They gave them dang old twenty-two caliber poodle shooters. <laughs> anyway, sorry to sorry to, to distract us there. Uh, R.A. Salvatore, Drizzt, go ahead. <laughs> That's how you say it, Drizzt. Drizzt, isn't that it? Drizzt. I thought it was Drizzt. No, it's Drizzt. Drizzt. I don't fucking care. He's a faggot. Yeah, I mean, it. He's he's very he's very cringe. But on the other hand, there are also a lot of great characters. Um, I. I'm specifically talking about a uh, one of the supplements that t- uh, TSR put out called Villains Lore Book, um, which I found at a uh, used bookstore actually for uh, for pretty cheap uh, around here. It's pretty it's pretty nice. They've uh, it's it's basically just a massive lore book full of full of villains that you can use for your. Uh, for your campaign and a lot of them and and i don't think who's the author dale donovan which is an old tsr guy so i mean like like most of these characters were not created by r.a salvatore most most of these characters like later editions that that have incredibly cringe writing is written by other people uh but I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these characters that you're going to be meeting basically are um, are old characters that don't necessarily fit the mold of their societies, but they don't do it in an incredibly cringe way. I would say, yeah, if that makes sense. Well, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the whole Drizdo Erden thing was supposed to be a what, like a the noble savage almost myth or like archetype? No, he was like He's he's the, a um, he's, he's a Naxalt. Lib- yeah, yeah, he's Naxalt Libtard uh, from. Isn't the Noble Savage? Kind of, well, I guess Noble Savage is less exception. Yeah, okay. Uh, the right. Naxalt Libtard in Drow society, ironically, would be a male feminist, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, not no, they're all fe- the whole society's feminist. It'd be a it'd be a male it'd be a masculinist. It's, it's more like yeah, it's more like feminine. Not male terror. feminist. I meant a men's rights activist. That's what I meant. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, he'd yeah be an MRA. Rights. Yeah, which which which, is, which ironically, like, <laughs> yeah, which is seems like the guy we met. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's what Jerlaxel kind of came across as. He's like he's like I'm running a home for broken boys up here, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Laxel. Jack, Jack Laxel. Yeah. You can't make an omelet without breaking a, a few spider eggs, Jack. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to describe the characters I'm using. Too Incel much. rights activist. Yeah, rights activist. I don't want to describe the characters too much, but but basically, yeah, that that's basically Jarlaxle in a nutshell. He's he's basically a character that goes in and out. He's still evil, right? He's still he's still you know he still fits the mold of his of his race, but he does it in such a way that you know makes makes him a very he 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 basically works hard and he's successful at what he does, and he likes what he does. And he's generally very you like what person. you do. You don't work a day exactly, in your life. <laughs> exactly. And that's, and that, and that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing that he, you know, carries, carries on his sleeve as it were, you know, he's just, yeah, 
He just likes his job. Yeah. Yeah. He it was very it was a very funny and interesting meeting where we're like, boy, I hate these drow niggers. Drows appear, kills one. Boy, well, he deserved it. Bo- what? Boy, do we hate drow too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of problems with them too. Yeah. Wait, what's what's your game here? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then Bustard fucking got like a 30 plus role on his uh, general knowledge or general general education or whatever role. <laughs> so he drafted a contract for us to uh, with the drow that they'll help us with this thing if we help them later. And he's like, you can't, uh, you know, you can't make us kill anybody that we like, anybody that we don't want to kill. Like all this kind of stuff that he put in the terms of agreement, terms of service. Yeah. It was very funny. Unfortunately, it's airtight because he made such a good role. I know. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. He had a D4 mongoose and he rolled like 32 or something. Oh yeah, no, that's not uncommon in Savage Worlds. It's like the yeah. retarded exploding D4. That yeah, that is D4, one of the flaws yeah. with the system is there isn't a limit on how much a die can explode or yeah. I, I feel like there should be a limit and it should be based on the die size. Like if you have a or D4 just, it can or explode just a single once. dice can only explode twice. A dice can only explode twice. Sure. A die like that so you you know you're limited naturally by what's whatever is like three times the max you're limited to 12 on a d4 yeah i you think know, that's then, reasonable yeah. anyway yeah but uh anyway it was a good session it was a lot of fun and uh, then we had to take a couple of weeks off because jack's been busy yes i've been i've been very busy so yeah. that's pretty much what i've been doing um i've also been looking into 30k the new uh the new books that that have been coming out for that but yeah that's pretty much it and reading soy trainer 30 gay how is it that's right well so uh so i've been looking at uh the what is it called warhammer or the horus heresy age of darkness rule book and uh honestly i got this for pretty cheap it came with two reference sheets uh, two copies of the reference sheet so you can have one and your opponent can have one uh, along with the templates and dice and basically everything you need to play it and and honestly I think this is probably the best rule system that GW has made in recent memory uh, it's pretty much uh, it's it's pretty much copied over from 7th edition which was what the old Horus Heresy rule set was made off of uh but they made a couple of very interesting changes that I like so um so one of the changes is that there's no longer any psychic phase there's just three phases there's movement there's shooting and there's assault compared to 8th and 9th edition the current uh 40k which which has like five or six phases there's like there's like a command phase where you get a command point, and then there's a movement phase, a psychic phase, a shooting phase, an assault phase, and then there's like a uh, like a um, like a morale phase where you remove models that that fail a morale check and everything. So there's like six phases to this fucking game, you know. And it really yep. so when do you when do you do like commands or psychic or stuff or powers now? Uh, so they rework the psychic abilities so that uh basically basically the power uh uh show uh tells you when to use it and it's basically like instead of moving you can make a psychic test and do this or instead of shooting you can make a psychic test so the way the game used to work yes 
Yes. Way back in the they're Stone re- Age. Of so they're relearning edition. traditional are, solutions yes. to, to old problems. <laughs> to old, to old yeah, problems, back when, basically. Yeah. Back when psychic powers were like model-specific special rules, basically, yeah. that you could test to where, activate. Where wizards would, would make a test and they'd activate. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, that, that's interesting because it means you can kind of balance yes. a power as well by when it goes. Yes, exactly. One of the yeah. few things I hate about Warhammer 40K, a, a couple things I hate about it. I Actually, I hate a lot of things about it, but one of the few things that really irks me about the tabletop design generally is the way psychic powers don't really work for the war game and also the way that the system handles assaults. Now, admittedly, it's not the only system that handles assaults mm-hmm. poorly. Uh, assault phase is generally like where a war game either proves that it's made by competent humans or goes to complete shit. Third edition Flames of War uh, had assault rules that were more complicated than like tort law in the United States. It was, it was, was that good or bad, bad, okay. complicated rules for assaults. Nobody, I, I can count on no hands because I don't know anyone who actually knew how the third edition assault rules actually worked. Mm. At least, at least holistically. I knew people that, well, could, what, what makes assault rules good? A good, it's, ass- just, it's just like a melee attack, right? Well, that that's, that's the thing when, so bolt action does it really well. So you just run in, take your swings, and then your opponent can either, when their unit gets to act, break off or take their swings back. Uh, The way Warhammer 40k and Flames both do it is this weird thing where you run in, take your swings, your opponent tests to counterattack, they come in, then they can take their swings, and then it... Well, no, it wasn't there... I thought in Flames of War it was like... The enemy gets to shoot at you first. Yeah, you while always you're running get defensive fire. Uh, all games right. give defensive fire and bolt action. Your opponent, if their unit hasn't acted when you assault it, okay, uh, they can choose to make a defense. They can spend their action to do a defensive fire action, and then they get counter swings. But it, it ends after one round. Forty k in flames. The assault keeps going either until one unit breaks off or everyone involved in the assault dies, which mm. is horrible. Hmm. Because it gives the game a really weird action economy where assaulting yeah. has a very... Now, I, I think in Flames it's a little better because of how launching a, a successful totalistic assault is much more difficult in Flames of War. So it's a... It's a pay. It's a reward for doing it successfully. Right. You, 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 can, you can really chew through an enemy unit if you pull it off, but it's difficult to coordinate to and off, so it's right. a high risk high reward action because there's also the chance that if you don't do it right your opponent will shoot your unit in defensive fire and then you'll be kind of stuck out in limbo and driven back and it's you know i could go into details i'm not but if i recall correctly uh, the one page rules thing had it to where if you had it was almost like a gang up bonus where it's like each additional defense a unit has to do against melee it like gets worse at it or something like that yeah basically and war games handle multiple units and assaults on the same side differently flames does it really well where it's like uh you can only assault with one unit at a time bolt action does that uh one page rules handles it pretty well 40k is retarded you have to declare all your assaults at the same time and then charge into contact it, it, it just and it ends like and then they introduced a defensive fire rule and it, it has the same thing with flames where you both go off a bunch and it 
Uh, well, I, how does well, the uh, how does these thirty k rolls handle? Well, that's back? that's actually that's actually what I was gonna say is that they also introduced another uh, interesting thing that I really like. Instead of command points, which are incredibly bulky and just just bog the game down, because in in forty k. Uh, you get a set number of command points which you can in a pool that you can spend on stratagems and the stratagems are really and there, there's like there's something like 40 to 50 stratagems per per race or whatever in 30k instead what you have are reactions right so you get one reaction per phase on your opponent's turn right and the reactions are basically very, very simple. It's something like if your opponent moves a unit within 12 inches of your unit, you can use your reaction that turn to move either away or towards your opponent, right? At your at your full movement rate. Or and you get one reaction per phase or per turn? Per phase. Okay. So so All so right. you can do that. There's also there's also like and it's no matter how big your army is. Like so, no. if you're doing a mass army, you can only do one reaction. Still. Well, but but. You know there are warlord traits and other things that can add no, reaction. Give you additional yeah, ones. give you additional okay, ones. Okay. So, uh, or in the shooting, that's kind of cool. Yeah, or in the shooting phase, if your unit got shot at before uh, you remove models for casualties, you can shoot back at that that unit at full ballistic skill. So it becomes very, it becomes a lot more killy that way. You it you can, you know, units tend to die a lot a lot faster. So that sounds a lot like the Flames of War one, where it's very dangerous yes. to pull off. Yes, yeah. exactly. Or okay. or in the assault, but phase. only once because it's a reaction, right? Right. But uh, yeah, I forgot. Forty yeah. K is a game where your defensive fire is at a penalty. Very few other games do that. Right. Well. Well. And 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 oh. in this game, te- I mean, technically there are snapshots, but snapshots snapshots basically mean that you only hit on sixes, right? Right. But those in, in flames. Ooh. But but but. In thirty in in thirty k though snapshots are really only used if the if the unit is pinned or if the unit if basically the unit is immobilized somehow right oh okay so it's a debuff uh, state yeah and then it, it attacks worse okay. yeah so so if you're firing at them okay. with like a with like a machine gun or something and you pin them then they can only fire snapshots which is that's perfect tactics yeah. you'd want a machine gunner to pin them down and so that the up close guys can go in there with the flamethrowers or whatever and destroy exactly, them exactly exactly or submachine guns or whatever that's fucking good i like that yeah and then and then they move the overwatch basically like if you if you get charged by somebody that that's now a reaction too so but you fire a full ballistic skill though which is which is really nice. You can, but you only get one reaction. That's very. Yeah. I guess that would streamline the game, but it's it's it makes your army definitely less well reactive. Well, <laughs> no I've, pun intended. I've noticed that. So so I've I've looked through. Um, currently, I I don't. So so the 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 three books are basically the core rule book, and then the loyalist uh, book and the traitor book, right? And the the other two books basically have all of the units and their profiles and and uh, also all of the legion specific rules and everything. And I've looked through a lot of them. Um, I don't know if it's an exhaustive uh, thing because uh, what I've been looking through are are screenshots or snapshots of of the actual book. There's no PDF of it yet. Uh, you only get to read the words if you're all sick. Yes, if you if it's a yeah. snapshot. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm witty, laughing my jokes. <laughs> yeah, 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 but but I, I found that most warlord traits give you like an extra reaction, and then uh, in one of the phases. So so basically, you can kit your army out to be really good at like reacting in shooting phase or assault phase or whatever. 
depending on you know the flavor of your army and everything yeah and i guess that kind of represents having an intact command structure as well yeah. that they're able to react yeah. in more more tactical reactions if your commander's alive so that makes sense yeah yeah and then of course if your if your commander dies then you know you don't get that extra extra stuff or or things like this unit can can make an additional reaction uh in the assault phase or whatever yeah that kind of okay. that kind of thing so oh oh that's like on, on a per unit basis yeah so like so like i, I think ah, i think okay. the blood the blood angels are like a very assault based army and one of their uh one of their close quarter guys has this unit can react in the in the assault phase or something like that so okay so they're offloading yeah they're offloading a lot of the complexity then into into these kind of more either limited or unit specific uh, circumstances instead of having an entire phase devoted to all this stuff. Yes, yes, and that's that sounds like that's, good design to me. Oh yeah, yeah, and I mean, I mean, seventh edition, seventh edition had a lot of problems, and I feel like I feel like this fixes a lot of the problems that I had with it. Um, hmm. And they also they also rebalance the psychic powers so they're not as like insanely overpowered. Because that was that, oh yeah, that was a, that was another issue with forty k's. They <laughs> yeah. The, the problem with 40k is it's a game that's basically about special rules, but nobody thinks about the interactions of these special rules. So all it takes is like a motivated retard to essentially combine them into novel and new interesting way to completely break the game and not make it fun. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's still a ton of special rules, but I I, I feel like and, and they've also unloaded a lot of the special rules to now there are like unit types and unit types can can do various things. So so instead of just having like six or seven special rules under under a unit, that it's it's all like collapsed into like a unit type now. So okay. yeah. So I That's that sounds like a pretty good way to to uh enforce kind of a genre rule genre conventions, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 to be to be fair, like when 40k kind of kind of re uh relaunched into eighth edition that was one of the things that they said they were like you know we know that the the special rules system is really is really you know obtuse and and you know hard to use so we're not we're not doing that anymore right basically if a unit has a special rule it'll just say it like on the unit profile like like this unit can i don't know fucking uh uh, jump 50 feet and you know swing their dicks around right there's no longer any special rules however now now that we're in ninth edition there's way more special rules now than the, there was in seventh edition and most mm-hmm. of those got got folded into the stratagem system which is incredible which bogs down the game you know it's it's basic you basically have a card deck of stratagems that you use right and they're yeah that seems like that'd be frustrating so you have to go through them constantly to remind yourself of what they all are yeah. and what they do yeah 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 that's that seems like it would lead to analysis paralysis but that's that's ninth edition that's not the one you're talking no, about no no no, no. that's yeah. so what edition is one is this 10th or is this just a this is different this is line? just the, i i guess this is just a different line it doesn't really have a number it's it's basically their version of seventh edition uh for <laughs> for the horus heresy Oh, so the Horus Heresy okay. was a essentially a parallel game yeah. set in the 40k prequel novels, which yeah, are I know shit. What the Hor- yeah, I know what the Horus Heresy is, but, but this is still made by the same people, but they don't have a numbering system. Uh, it's just like a side project. Yeah, I don't. Well, so so I I, I did a lot it's of investigation on the original Forge World. 
Yeah, yeah, they're, it's mostly made by Forge World. Uh, the original Black Books, which were a set of books. Oh, right. Forge World is a different company. Yes. I fucking always, God, I hate this fucking, <laughs> <laughs> this Brits. I hate Anglos I, so much. I hate Anglos. I hate uh, them all. Yeah. I forgot that, yeah. So Forge World's the one that makes the models, but they had to make a war game so that they could sell the models because they could pretend it's for their war game. Yeah, well... Right? That was the bit Well, and the, the idea is that 30K was much more of a war gaming... Uh, much much more of like a war gaming game made by people who actually played like historical war games rather than just the the weird like like build your army around a character kind of like marvel superhero that that the that the base 40k game is or, or Wait, that's the base 40k game i mean i okay so <laughs> i i didn't know I mean, that all to right be, to be completely honest that's kind of what it's turned into like you have these like gigantic fucking centerpiece models that you build your oh yeah so so like the overwrought design yeah. crazy demon looking nigga yeah and and to be fair there are centerpiece like primark models and 30k but but they they don't i mean you're still going to have a large number of like like line troops and stuff you know it's not so it's more like you're saying 30k is more like an rts and less like a moba yes exactly that's right. that actually okay. that's a great that's a great way to to describe it hmm. well that sounds i don't know i guess i don't know about better it's it's a different different kind of thing i guess yeah but uh yeah it's it's just it's just right. different i think it's better because I like the the idea of like armies fighting each other with commanders rather than just you know like heroes fighting each other fucking, who happen to be surrounded by yeah. incidental troops. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I I like the I like both. I like the great man of history thing of the heroes, um, but you know I can also see the appeal of the armies fighting armies. Well, and and there's there's still that though, like like they still make these like overwrought Primark models that you can buy and include in your army, and they have they have pretty good abilities, and some some of which are army wide and everything, but they they also have to be attached to like a, like a unit of dudes, right? Other right. otherwise they'll they'll just stand out with their dicks waving in the wind and get completely destroyed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Primark yeah. models for 30k are much better than the big models for 40k. Yes. They're way more understated. Like you can directly compare like 30k Robot Gilman. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good comparison actually. And and you can see like his 30k model has some detailing, but it's 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 embellished, and it, he looks. I'll post a I'll post a picture. Here's the yeah, 30k okay. guy, right? Um, and it, and then you can look. Where's here? Where are you? Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, I, it was uploading. Well, and that's and that's uh that that's zoomed it's very in. Very Roman too. looking. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. very Roman, but it's it's still within the realm of realism. It's very clearly a centerpiece model for an army, so it's got more detail than average. Fine. Here is Robot in forty gay. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not Roman. That's like ugly. <laughs> it, yeah, That's it mad. is. It is completely over the top. There is too much detail. It's ostentatious. It it looks like somebody tried to combine the design sensibilities of people from medieval Europe with a, a, a like a, a like a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> the SoundCloud. I, the book of bling. I I can't I can't like it's. 
Do you like omegas and gold and eagles and swirly swooshes? Yeah, it's got a lot of swirlies. It's and got a, a lot of swirlies. I mean, it sword. looks like a chaos. It looks yeah, like a chaos sword. model, unironically. Like, mm -hmm. it just needs a few spikes even and all, it could be a chaos even model. Even they even turned the fucking halo in the background, which in the top <laughs> pick is how it's supposed to look. They even turned it into almost the fucking eight-pointed star. Well, if you yeah. if, if you look at the top one, he's got he's got a victory wreath, like, like yeah. under his halo. and This guy could be in Fallout. Yeah. Well, like and Caesar's, and, uh, Little Caesar's Legion. And, and if you look at yeah, the background, too, he's, he's, <laughs> he's standing on top of like a marble plinth or whatever. And and, yeah. and so so the, the, the model isn't just him. It's also like the, the terrain that he's standing on, you know, and, it, and it, look, right. it looks very regal and very Roman. Yeah. Yeah. There's like he's got this entire plinth he's standing on with like marble and stuff. It's 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 a very tasteful model. And it yeah. is one of the last good models ever to come out of the lines because uh, we can see the the modern Warhammer 40k design ethos and dear lord, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to look at that yeah, now? We've got a review. Oh boy, it's, I we're I on topic. Seen these yet. Okay, well before we get to that, I just got to say um, you mentioned chew on you uh, at the start of the episode. I just realized what it was thanks to your. Fediverse posting live during the episode and uh, disavow. <laughs> I completely, completely disavow that audience. That's Show just a mongoose you monster thing. girl armed faction. No, no that's fucking no. We're on. That's mongoose. That's not the right. The views we of mongoose. We put the truck in milk reflect. truck. Okay, no, fucking absolutely not. Anyway, uh, all right. So that being said, let's go on to the 40k unit uh, review. Oh boy, uh, Jack, take a look at the new. Uh, oh yes, Heir, I've seen these. Ein here, hearth. I don't even. Ein here, Ein What the Einher. fuck is this? It's Warhammer Forty K. They're, this they're is the from... League of Leagues of Votan. Yes. They're, yes. they're leagues they're, of. <laughs> I are are the 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 Forty K is totally based. Pagan crowd will be very pleased. They can play the League of Votan. Yes. Of so Votan. two ends. This, this says Warhammer Forty K. Yeah. Leagues of Votan. Ein here, Hearthguard. <laughs> Yes. Which is, I hate it. I hate that title. That's so overwrought and retarded. I hate it. Uh, moving on past that, though, there, what we see here is a squad of five soldiers. Gentlemen, tell me, what's the race of the one in the middle? Uh, that's what the second N in Votan stands for. <laughs> nigger. <laughs> Votan niggers. <laughs> They've got a fucking nigger right in the middle of the squad. See, he uh, seems, thank he you. seems to have a very We're odd season. All Asgardians. Tan. Look at look at directly above his head. What color is this gun? It's gold. He's got a gold gun He's too. Got a gold. Uh, <laughs> they gave wow. nigger a golden gun. <laughs> what is the lore on these? What? What? Oh, oh, I I, no I've looked up the lore on these guys, and oh boy, oh boy. Okay, well, let's just go over the. I want to go over the visual designs really quick. Okay. I have. I this got posted. And my initial thought was, hey, that looks pretty. Wait. wait and then wait. I looked closer, and I was like, hold, hey, hold up. Not even just the nigger. Hold up. These are so fucking stupid. They basically, they look very similar to Star Oh, that's not a gun. It's this dumbass horse thing. What? What, what horse look, thing? Look, here, here it is from the side, John. Uh, It's uploading. Fuck. It's <laughs> well, not a gun. Great timing. Great timing. <laughs> interrupt. Just to interrupt to tell me to hold on. All right. Thanks. Sorry. Okay. So what? How slow is your internet? What the fuck? Okay. I, Holy crap. What the hell is that thing? What that's, is that? That's it's so not a gun. It's a weird horse thing. They gave him a horse cock. They gave him a horse cock. On his head. What is that? Uh, that's I, I. That's awful. 
I don't. I, I, I don't think, think so. these guys are supposed to be dwarves. Yes. 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 They're squats. Well, they yeah. unsquatted the squats. They stretched them out. They put them on the rack. They, this is dumb and retarded. Remember when they got rid of squats because of fantasy racism? No, was that why? Yeah, that was why they said that they. Are you they, serious? They, yes, the the official statement was that they were not treating the dwarven race with the respect and and deference it deserved. What? <laughs> yes. All right, whatever. This was a whatever. while ago too. So I, I mean, uh, Warhammer has always been gay. So I like how uh, his stupid horse thing blocks half of his like view or like field of fire for that gun that's right next to it on his shoulder. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is a little kid. He's gonna there. fucking shoot his own little horse ornament off of his head. Whatever. Wow. Okay. So, anyway, let's get back to the review here. These guys look absolutely retarded. They have the massive shoulder pauldrons of Warhammer. However, they've got these big, like, plate chunks added onto them, but with massive seams in between them. <laughs> Where you have these huge, like, weak points in the armor because the, ch the armored plated chunks don't cover the entire thing. They give it this segmented look, except you've got visible, obvious weak points in there that are facing right towards the enemy. That's stupid. Why would you do that in the first place? Because they can't afford more plating, John. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Whatever. Second of all, their right hand is completely subsumed into these guns. Yes. Like, their arm just ends, and it connects to this massive gun that's right there. With a tube leading to their back? I don't know what the tube is connecting to. Well, that's that's probably an energy weapon, so it's probably like okay. a power cord. So they've got these energy weapons that are, like, built into their arms, that so they don't have use of right hands. <laughs> they do on their left, though. Their left hands do have, like, the, the power yeah, fist but, or whatever. Yeah, but it's got a power fist, though. That's <laughs> It's a power... Right, that's it's another a power problem. fist it's a power with a wrist fist. blade. And it's got an edgy <laughs> wrist blade on it. Yes. I made one of these when I was 15 by taking a wrist brace and attaching a filed down drawer slide to the top of it to make an edgio, edgio artatory, whatever the fucker is from Assassin's Creed, uh, style wrist blade because I was like, that's cool and, and edgy and I want to be the edgy retard. But I grew out of it. And these niggers are putting it in their fucking models so that all of these guys have the edgy wrist blade. <laughs> Instead of just giving them a bigger gun that they hold or, with a bayonet or, on the end yeah, of it. Yeah, I was about to say they could have just added a bayonet, which... Yeah, you know, like StarCraft does. Which, by the way, I would like to point out that 30k has tons of bayonets. Okay, that's good, but I'm mad about 40k <laughs> right now. They gave him the stupid edgy wrist blade thing instead of just a bigger rifle that well, they could hold in both hands. Well, okay, so... And then had a bayonet so, on it. So the other thing is that this looks like a power sword, right? Which, which, but, but the, that's also a power fist. The, the, the thing... The, yes, it's a power fist sword. The, the thing, the thing that distinguishes the two, though, is that the power fist has the exact same field as the power sword, except that it it's it's got like 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 helping like 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 you can like chop you can like grab shit and like throw it you know it's got it's got like augment right like it's got a strength augment whereas the power sword is just like a sword you like stab people with it so like like why are we <laughs> so the power fist isn't going to help the the ba like no. the wrist blade stab harder no is it? it's not it's 
<laughs> there's no <laughs> reason. So there's no reason to have a sword on the end of it. <laughs> Look, sometimes you got to backhand a nigga with your wrist yeah, blade. Right. Sometimes you pimp slap him in the face with the power. Well, they already glove. had something retarded for that. It was the chain fist, where it was a chain yes. sword combined with a power fist. Yes, yes, the chain fist. But but at least at least with that, like you can the power fisting guys stay in this but, corner over here. But but it's not as like retardedly large though like the chain fist only has like the chain portion at the underside so that when they grab something the, the idea is that when they grab something it like it like shreds it too right that's goofy but all right whatever yeah but but it, it's also not as pronounced though it's just it's just like an underslung like like why they've just like undermined the notion of a power glove because yeah. now you need the wrist blade on top yeah. of it <laughs> yeah I... <laughs> it looks so ugly and dumb i hate it so much <laughs> Oh God! Just a bayonet. Do they not just do a power bayonet? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, they could have done that. They could have just added that to the to the front of the gun, and at least then, yeah. like, and then and then you have like then you have like a sword on one uh, on as a bayonet on one hand with your gun, and on the other hand, you know, you have like a tank killing. You could throw grenades. Yeah. You could you could uh, you know do whatever. But no, now they've got a power fist and no hand. That's their two <laughs> options. You want to hold something, power fist or nothing. You get your uh, you get your power fist chopped off. You've got no manipulation. Also, options. also, I like I like to comment on the weird like they're not Celtic knots, but it's it's no. it's supposed to be some sort of like like Scandinavian like like Norse things. Yes. Yeah. Except it's not distinctive in any way, shape, or form. Like they didn't want to put they didn't want to put Norse runes on it, right? Because that right. that might be that might be bad. But yeah. they also wanted to put something like that on there, so they just went with this like weird gold squiggles. Like, gold They're squiggles. just golden squiggles. <laughs> they mean nothing. They have no purpose. They probably weaken the armor because yeah, yeah. they're not like like attached on top of the armor. They're inlaid into the armor, so they must weaken the armor. They mean nothing. They look gaudy as all fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then my final complaint is: look at their knee pads. They look like the towel symbol. Yeah. Okay. Kinda. I mean, you got the circle in the middle at the line beneath well, it. There's with the an unnecessary uh, joint right at the shin, which doesn't make yeah. any goddamn sense, uh, unless it's you just, wanted to add visual interest to the front of the model. It just looks unnecessarily the, like the towel, the towel symbol to me, which is given the like weird iconoclastic paranoid schizo nature of the empire. You'd think they wouldn't put any of their enemies like potential symbology on well, their armor. Well, I have. I, I I have a lore recap for you for these for these guys. I'm not. In, I don't. Yeah, like, no, I don't. That's fine. Don't. That's fine. But <sighs> just re okay. Real quick, summarize if you can. So so the summary is that the Votan are actually like super advanced AI that have, it's basically like a like a Windows 95 computer that's been running for like for like 150 years. Uh, it's it's an AI that's attempting to to help the people in these large world ships survive. Okay. It's 20 words. You yeah, run out. Okay, I'm sorry. It's fine. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't really care looks... either, but I, but I, I read yeah, through sorry, a massive I'm... lore thread on TG about it. And I, and I, oh, I hate God. myself for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You're just as bad as Buster, just sticking your I, face in the why, shit and then going, why, why is my upper lips? Why? Why? why do All I right. do this uh, to myself? Yeah, so those those guys look stupid. I hate them. I hate them so much. I hate them. Oh yeah, they're they're them. stupid buggy too. Oh man. The what? Hold on a second. Let me. Oh, a buggy. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you mispronounced niggy. <laughs> Hold on a second. They they have a vehicle. 
Oh, boy. Why are there nigger dwarves? That's, Why? That's a good question. It's that, I just realized this isn't even a human. It's a dwarf that's a nigger. Why? That's a very good question. Damn. You need black skin underground to blend in with the shadows more. Here we go. To fight yeah, oh, he's, oh, he's a dark. He's a dark elf or whatever, like the original. I guess. Germanic dark elf. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's a hover. Hover bike. Hover, hover so three wheel bike. <laughs> Oh, that's so stupid. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, right. I was told that 40K was based because aesthetics. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. By, um... Why or, can't you just enjoy the cool shooty man? Well, they why look can't retarded. You enjoy, yeah. They, they have a fucking horse dildo over their head. <laughs> they have a horse dildo. That doesn't look cool. This is not fascist. This is retarded and gay. This is, this is just like a short fat guy riding a scooter. And he's a nigger. Well, that guy's not. But the, the other guy's a nigger. Like, <laughs> the whole, like, oh, you just have to like it. You just have to. You just have to because it looks cool. Well, guess what? It doesn't. I'm looking at it right now, and it doesn't look cool. <laughs> so our next argument, please, I guess. Fuck. Whatever. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't see these, these new squats being very... Honestly, I don't see them being very popular because, I mean, I mean, their their design is just like, just uninspired as fuck. Well, they already introduced the new like Chad super tall space <laughs> yeah, marines like that Chad you had to get, marines. and now it's like, hey, do you want the manlet version? Well, manlet marines, yeah. Well, the, the manlet marines yeah. are the manlets, right? Like because we already have manlet marines still. Look at that. What? <laughs> This looks so bad. Stop posting okay. these. I don't want to see this. This looks so <laughs> dumb. I hate it. Well, we're we're talking about it, and I decided. I to... know we're talking. Okay. Well, let's not be talking I mean, about. I mean, I mean, honestly, AOS's uh, dwarves say what you will about them. They at least have like an interesting and and f- kind of kind of funny uh, aesthetic. To Is that Age of Suckmore Dicks? Age of Suckmore Dicks. Yeah, they they're basically okay. like steampunk fucking weird yeah. weird dwarves well i have a feeling that's what they're going for with these i these don't guys. think so they're i don't think trying... they're doing steampunk like this doesn't look steampunk to me this looks it looks like diesel punk i like with the rounded the... uh rounded like edges on the the hover bike there and stuff and like panels uh just like bolted to it like look at the hover bike you see like the little rivets where they've just bolted panels yeah, just like they do on their shoulders but but, but this looks the... i mean if you didn't if you told me that this was just like new space marines i would believe you you know, or like, or like new, no, okay. new, like, I don't know, a new chapter of space Marines or something. I, I would believe you like, like there's nothing distinctive about these people. They're, they're just, they're just bland sci-fi, like, like yeah. fat people in <laughs> short, short, people. fat, short people yes. in, in bulky power armor with dumb plating. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, you wanted to talk about painting uh games workshop paint was bad or something oh yes so i i mean i mean it's not it's not that big it's not that massive of a topic basically uh one of the few good things that games workshop has been putting out uh that had been putting out for a very long time has been their citadel uh paint um line which is i mean i mean they're 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 kind of a they're kind of a a hit or miss type thing like some of the technical paints are actually really good and people have constantly been using these washes 
the black wash, the brown wash, and... Uh, yeah, their washes are really popular. Yes. If you watch someone doing a painting video, if they use a Games Workshop product anymore, it's going to be a wash. Yeah. It used to be everybody used Games Workshop paints and more people jumped onto Vallejo, which has always been my position. So Yeah, mine too. Some people are speaking. finally f solving that puzzle. But but their washes were pretty good. Well, yeah, and some of their technicals, like like Blood for the Blood God, is possibly the best blood technical I've ever I've ever used. I've I've tried several blood technicals, and for whatever reason, their their um, their recipe for it is just is just better. Uh, but they are redoing the the black and brown washes. Uh, like so, like I believe they're Nuln Oil and Agrex Earthshade. Oh, null oil was what everybody used. Yeah, yeah, and they're and they're redoing the uh, uh, the thing. Basic, basically, it's now a lot more like oily, and and it gets it it, it allows you to not it allows a beginner painter to not lose control of it as much, right? Because because that was always the complaint of beginner painters is that they lost control of the wash, but. But the, the thing about that is, though, is that you need to move past that and you need to be able to control the wash better to become a better painter. Was this like the force yeah, all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, 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 you need to be fucking trained. And now now mm. like the new fucking Disney version of these washes are, are shit basically <laughs> okay yeah they're mary sue paint but <laughs> yeah apparently they're just like grimier and they're a lot more like the contrast paints which which i mean we did a little bit a while ago on the contrast paints i i honestly thought that they had a place i mean if you you know if if you if you found that place for these contrast paints they're actually not too bad but they have a lot of problems though they settle quite a bit like you have to shake them a lot to get all the uh the sediment mm. that forms at the bottom out even after just a few weeks they settle down into uh into into a pretty bad spot whereas these washes did not settle as much like you could just you know i've i've left my 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 nuln oil sitting for months and months and i just shake it a couple of times and it's perfectly fine you know but but these these new uh these new washes are going to have to be shaken like for for 10 or 15 minutes before you're able to use it so yeah, uh, right. I, I've I've seen. You said you had an alternative, though. I think. Well, so so I've seen other people suggest the alternative of uh, of Vallejo's washes, which I'm not exactly sure about because they come in droppers, which I'm not a big fan of. I'd much rather the pots, but uh, but yeah, there are alternatives out there. But it, it's looking like it's looking like the good old days of Nuln Oil and Agarex or Shade are probably not going to be with us much longer unfortunately hmm. so dark times dark times yes dark paint times ahead mm. all right <laughs> yeah well my advice is just go to walmart get some spray paint yeah why not <laughs> vallejo vallejo washes are fine yeah i'm sure wash wash your hands wash your ass i just Spray paint. I just haven't the tried models. them because, like, because like a pot of Nuln oil lasts you for fucking ever. So, you know. Yeah. Mm. See, back in my day, we bought the pots by the gallon. Yeah, legitimately. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough. 
<sighs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really have much else to talk about. Did you guys have anything else? What about trekking through the national parks? Uh, we'll go. We're at an hour and a half. We can save that for next time. Okay. We'll save that for. Uh, I've got a board game review, but I'll save that for. Uh, save that for the next episode. I think. Cool. Mongoose is uh, completely lost to us now on the massive titties. That's true. That's true. This is yes. the, the, this is the weather vein for when we need to. Yes, of when we're flagging. <laughs> as Mongoose's like, wholesome lewds posting has gone off the charts. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think, I think we'll, we can end it there. Well, we should do another episode uh, more uh, you know, soon, yes. more, more uh, frequently. Yes. And we can do a... Uh, do a review of that, and you wanted to talk about the vampire stuff. We still haven't done that. That's been a while. Oh now. <laughs> god, it's not. It's not on the. It's not on the top of my my head. I I just I just wanted to go through. I I had a PDF of the of the new. Uh, oh yeah, and I posted the um, the um, interview with Mark Hagen Ryan or yes. whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, like oh god, that's so gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should we should do that. Honestly, we should do that yeah. at some point. We can we can do another episode so. soon though. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's that's about it. Um, I'm still working on my role playing game. That's that's gonna be a long project, but once it's done, it should be good or terrible, or maybe I'll kill myself. I don't know. We'll, we'll <laughs> see. Well, the future shall tell. I'm very excited about your work game. It's not a, about you killing yourself. It's a crazy. It's a it's a huge project to make a role playing game. I from scratch. Like I've done hacks before, and I get why. Uh, people mostly just do like powered by the apocalypse hacks, basically. Like I don't. Do you guys? You guys know a little bit about powered by the apocalypse, right? Uh, yes, that it's gay and <laughs> it's that everyone makes gay, a hack yeah. of it, and you can go to Patreon and support any number of trannies that have hacks yes. empowered by the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a new one. There's a bunch of new ones that came out. They all get like five thousand, eight thousand fucking dollars wow. just for like making a shitty hack of a, an already really shitty and basic bitch game. It's the entire game is just you roll two d six and add a modifier which ranges from negative one to four. And then if you get a 10 or higher as your score, you get a success. If you get a 7 to 9, then you get a mixed success or a costly success. If you get a 6 or lower, then you fail. And this that's is, just fucking it. And, and that's the this is game. not if you're not boosted by a sex move or whatever, you know, that, that's that in just there gives somewhere you a too. One of those bonuses, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so bad, but yeah, that's a lot of people are just making those fucking hacks and... I get why, because like actually making a game from scratch, it takes a lot of work and time. Uh, but I am making, I am actually making good progress on it. It's just, it's going to take a while, unfortunately. Well, that's cool. But uh, I finally figured out what I want to do for like the fully automatic fire rules for my game, which has been something I've been racking my brains about for quite a while now. Because I didn't want, if somebody like you know unloads a fully automatic fire burst on like you know s s several squads or something, I didn't want them to have to make like, you know, attack rolls for each squad because I don't want to do multiple attack rolls per turn because then the guy with the machine gun bogs the, bogs the speed of play down and everyone else is just waiting for him to resolve his, like, you know, multiple rolls. <laughs> so, yeah, so I finally got that figured out. I've got the movement rules down. Um, I'm doing, a, actually, I'm kind of doing almost a hybrid between more tactical combat, uh, like, you know, the, the grid system with the five-foot squares and uh, games that have like a range band system, because in my game, I'm doing uh, 30 yard hexes like each yard is 30 or each hex is 30 yards across. So you can have multiple like people or units in any given hex. They're just within melee range of each other. If they are, you know, they're in close range of each other. Mm -hmm. But then you can move to other hexes on your turn and you can use do an athletics role to run to uh, hexes further away than one over. 
And so ranges are kept pretty darn short. Like you're talking two or three hexes away is like your medium range for like the shorter range guns. So you don't have to do like these massive measurements of how far away is this and can I hit him from here to here? So it's, it's, I think it'll be quick and, and uh, a good way to handle that uh, while still having the kind of tactical element of combat. Cause I'm not going to lie. We've been doing theater of the mind and these fucking like range band games like Necronica and star Wars <laughs> fantasy flight. And I miss having a fucking map. I like having maps. I'm like the only one I know. I, but I, I like I, maps. I got rid of maps in my games because I had one player who would stare at the map for like five minutes to determine his optimal position. Uh, and, and it would, not five, it was like 10 minute turns. And it oh, was like, God. my brother in Christ, it's not yeah. a war game. Yeah, first of all, you, you kick him. But second of all, I, th this is why you on your turn you can move one hex and you know you get a penalty for moving or you can spend your turn running two hexes unless you're playing one of the more fast races in which case you can move up to like four hexes you don't have a whole lot of like the optimal option there like you know you just move to where you need to be to reach the thing you're trying to do hmm. but yeah I've been I've been really missing tactical combat but I want I want a mix of tactical and quick and properly emulates world war one style combat and uh trying to hone in on exactly that has been a just a long journey but i think i'm making good progress that's good yeah that combined with a sufficient amount of somewhat realistic uh grit and gruesomeness of uh you know injuries and wounds and stuff like good god i was doing the injuries and for pierce damage uh weapons if you take a severe wound that inflicts like a high severity uh, bleeding complication, you're probably just going to bleed out on the battlefield because there's unless you've got a medic, a high like a really, really good medic next to you who has the surgical quit kit already out and is ready to like clamp your fucking arteries. You're probably just going to bleed out on the battlefield. It's going to be I don't know. It's, I, I'm trying. I've, I've looked, done a lot of research into like how fast people bleed out and stuff. And uh, <laughs> it's pretty brutal. It's not good. Oh yeah, you can <laughs> you you can you can die from getting a bullet in the leg like very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. No, all kinds of stuff like that. Um but I think what my idea is if I provide like the baseline of what normal physics and biology is and like medical treatment rules and this is even based on like the medical stuff that was available at the time. I've been looking up like what the medicine the state of like first aid was because there was a huge jump in the uh, quality of medical treatments in uh, the Civil War in the US actually. And then it it kind of built on that further for World War 1. But um, I think that if I provide like a baseline of a realistic biological understanding of health and, and injuries and stuff, when I start introducing things like magical options for healing, it's going to feel like, oh, thank God, like this is a huge <laughs> lifesaver, literally, literally a lifesaver. Yeah. But, you know, you, if you don't have that basis for what an injury is ahead of time, then it's like, oh, whatever, I'm just avoiding a, you know, loss of HP. And it's like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that feel. <laughs> I want it to feel like, you know. I could have lost a limb and instead, like, you know, the fucking whatever, like, priest, you know, glowed my arm back on. You, you want to you feel like it's deadly, but still, uh, yes. yeah. Well, that's, that's what's going to be interesting. This is uh, definitely going to be a game like I've never run before, where it's, like, it's going to be extremely high lethality and dangerous, and you got to play smart and approach, like, dangerous system or situations wisely. So, so you, know, you using cover and suppressing you fire. Shouldn't, you shouldn't run into two droidicas. Yeah. And, uh... 
No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be like, oh, there's a droidica there. I'll step right next to them. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I had a... And you were fine, because all you had, all that happened is you got knocked prone. I had a laser sword, okay? Like... Yeah, you chopped one of them in half, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I'll, I mean... It, yeah, I, I, I wanted to, I definitely want a dangerous game, but that, that might be an interesting thing to talk about is we don't really run very lethal games very often. No, not a lot of games are lethal. In fact, in fact, as time goes on, games are getting less lethal, honestly. Yeah, because at least like the, the 40k games that we were talking about earlier, those are pretty easy to die in in the in the uh, Star Wars Fantasy Flight games. It's actually pretty hard to like lose your character. Yeah, you have to get unless unless the enemy has like vicious and lethal blows on their weapon slash talent list, respectively. And then, you know, you have several uh, previous critical injuries. You're not really likely to die, even if you get like a high damage critical injury right off the bat. Yeah, no. Whereas I feel like if you get shot in the head, you probably should not be okay. Probably not. Yeah, you might survive. I'd agree. Unle- I'd agree. You might survive. Unless, you might. unless you got incredibly lucky, you know, and. Yeah, there was a guy in uh, Storm of Steel who took a bullet to the head. It went right between, uh, like, through both cheeks and left everything else yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, you could get very and lucky. He, he just got stitched up, and he, yeah, he got stitched up, and he was fine. He was good to go. But that's, you know, pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. It was commented upon because of how rare and amazing it was. <laughs> <laughs> that should tell you something. But okay, that's all I've got for me. Anything else before we go? Uh, no, nothing from me. No. I think I'm good. Okay. Well, Mongoose, quit posting tits long enough to uh, say goodbye. Yep. (laughs) All right. This has been Little Wars. Have good games. Stay safe out there. Don't let the uh, war trainers uh, get to you. Don't don't do anything retarded. Like post fat women on the Fediverse. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you again soon, hopefully. (laughs) See ya. See ya. titties (laughs) thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of little wars for more traditional gaming autism head over to littlewars.home.blog have a great week and many epic gamer moments